right now, we have a government of the weirdos, by the weirdos, and for the weirdos. That's very good. Yeah. Hello. My God. Stop talking about it. Brother, you are going down. There you go again. Woohoo! This is the Brian Suits Show. Mmm, I want to get in. I'll say. AM 770-KTTHS. Sleep is one of the key factors for heart health. We'll talk about sleep, how to do it, where to do it, right after this. Uh, Brian Zitz here with producer Greg. Uh, let's get you to work with a right-way traffic without having to walk over We have over a semi-truck on its head. side that is affecting the off-ramps. Hey, I'm 770 KTTH. Good morning, everybody. Let's take you back an hour and a half ago. One of the features of the uh, Chinese fentanyl that's lacing the various opioids is that people are overcome with a complete desire to just pass out anywhere they want. In this case, it's my way into work. Uh, what are my options? Well, if I call 911, you know, honestly, this is not an emergency. Seattle police will be here maybe in three or four hours. If I call Seattle Fire on 911 and ask for fire, they're just going to come here and give this guy, you know, a Narcan and he'll be maybe back here in, in eight hours or something like that. Uh, so unfortunately, what we do is... All great points, me. Um, that's how I uh, was welcome to work this morning. A uh, drug addict passed out uh, in front of the front doors here. And he's still there, by the way. I did, I did check on him. I'm not a heartless SOB, Greg. This is your Wednesday meta moment. No, the guy scared me this morning because I've been coming he's into the studio. Is, that, is it a crime to sleep? With I've a been, lighter in your hand? I've been walking up the steps into this station for, I don't know, 15, 16 years now. This was a new one for me, seeing a guy passed out on the front door of the station. Passed out in the van a couple months ago in front of the station. That I can let that. I already yeah, 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 Facebook video. No, but you know how you get muscle memory after you do something so many times? Yeah. Like at night. Like the drive to work, you know, I, every turn. Yes. I, I check the garage door every night before I go to bed. And I'll sometimes peek two or three times because I've do- it's been so automatic that my eyes trick me into thinking it's closed because I've done it for like 20 years. Well, the same thing, walking up these steps to the station, I've done it so many times that the guy f- completely freaked me out. Because I Anybody got a lock? I didn't that notice him, yelling at him right until I opened the door. Did I notice him? I was like, oh, jeez. It's a Good brand morning. new, it's a, evidently a brand new sleeping bag that, the, okay, there's a crackhead right now passed out uh, in front of the door to get into the radio ranch. And the the bag that the sleeping bag came in was hanging on the handle. And so, mm. so no one, I was the first person to encounter this, uh, this gent. And I mean, if I sound pretty lit up about it, it's because these two Seattle, one UW and one Seattle, um, how does it identify them? University of California Press has uh, just printed this book, Homelessness is a Housing Problem. And these guys are going around pimping the book and trying to get uh, publicity for it. And, of course, it ran in the San Diego Union Tribune, Tribune, L.A. Times, Seattle Times, everything yesterday, all up and down the West Coast, because it validates what a lot of the homeless industrial complex uh, think, that... Um, the, the headline for the Seattle Times after we went off the air yesterday was cause of homelessness. It's not drugs or mental illness, researchers say. And let me give you the bottom line. Greg Colburn, an assistant professor of real estate at the University of Washington's College of Built Environment, says, quote, 
You could fix all the addiction in San Diego right now, and you'd still have a problem with homelessness because there just aren't places for people to go who have lower levels of income, close quote. Bull ass, Greg. If this dude was passed out at the front door of the uh, UW's College of Built Environments, you'd call the UW police and they'd walk or drive the guy back to Seattle, four blocks over to Seattle, and they'd drop him there. Um, if this guy was was not an addict and not a lunatic, you, you you wouldn't be looking on East Lake Avenue East for a place to live. He's not there at the front door of this radio station because he can't afford the four hundred thousand dollar shoebox here. He would a sane person wouldn't look anywhere in Seattle if they couldn't afford it. You know, there's loads and loads of laptop Americans that are making two hundred thousand and spending two hundred one thousand. That's a completely different issue. The second they're fired in August at the start of the spicy times, they're not going to stay in Seattle unless they have to sell their condo and they can't sell their condo. Yeah, I mean, I haven't seen or heard you this fired up in a long time, and I think it was a confluence of events, including this Seattle Times editorial, and then match that with the fact of the dude sleeping uh, on the front door of the radio station. And I was excited today because the Department of Agriculture of Washington State has has declared an open season on murder hornets. Mm, I want to get in. And that's one of the outreach people teaching us how to make a trap. I want to hear that story later. <laughs> how, do, how do we take it to the murder? Mm, I want to get in. Um, and, and so, and, and, and let me just make this clear. I'm not the son of a bitch. I don't take it personal. What, whatever has led. Well, okay. I take back the very first part. Yeah. <laughs> whatever, whatever in life, uh, whatever path he took that's led him here. Uh, I wish he hadn't there. There you go. That's the extent of my, uh, that's the deepest my sympathy can go. Once you're addicted and you deny your addicted, no, I've, I've got a real hard line about this because this affected my life in a way I never thought it would. Not me, but um, a, a life partner. And so uh, what this guy needs is for me to wake him, TF up, drive him somewhere, have him sign a piece of paper that says he, he consents to be locked in uh, for three weeks or, or whatever. But I legally, I can't, do, I can't put my hands on him. Because I it's, I work here, but it's not my property. I, I can't fire hose him. But but this is but you know here the issue is I don't, <clears throat> the reason I don't live twenty feet from work is I can't afford this. Are you kidding me? East Lake Avenue East? Um, no, 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 no. And there's no place for dogs. Um, uh, but also I wouldn't live here because there's a crackhead mm-hmm. passed out on the stoop of the of the radio ranch. And one of the most frustrating aspects to that Seattle Times article that you noted, which in the headline says, "Oh, homelessness is not a result of mental illness or addiction at all," is that there seems to be a line of thinking that has permeated academia and progressivism that says bad results are not a consequence of personal decisions or responsibility. They're a result of the environment or systems that somehow have burdened people into unfavorable outcomes. <laughs> that was kind of a mouthful. Yeah. But it's very frustrating to me to see this line of thinking that says no one has any responsibility here whatsoever. It's really factors that are out of their control that have put them in this position. 
And that's just completely fallacious and bogus. You know, the, these guys don't have to go to San Diego for their, uh, by the way, which is a very expensive town. Los Angeles is an expensive town. San Francisco is an expensive town. Multnomah County, Portland, an expensive town. A weird, weird deal that the counties that spend the most per capita on homeless have the highest homeless rates. And these guys don't connect that, that this dude out here is being paid to be homeless. He's he's getting a monthly stipend. Um, <clears throat> there's no penalties for him sleeping uh, in front of the front of the of the front door of the radio ranch. No, no, like I say, I can't call police. He's trespassing. He's literally trespassing. But is that a uh, uh, hot iron for uh, Seattle police? No. And we shouldn't dehumanize such people. My my first thought was shock when I came across this person sleeping. You didn't invite him in. Mm, I want to get in. My my second thought was extreme sadness uh, for this person whose life choices have brought him to this point. But the sad reality, Brian, is if people don't choose for themselves to get into rehab or take the steps necessary to clean your life up, you can't coerce and them into it. It's I, impossible. I, and I, I get that it's it's way more fun to get loaded than to go to rehab. And they have to get to a point where there's bottom. Problem is Seattle has provided a trampoline. They This guy... Mm. This is not his, this is not bottom. Oh, by the way, did I mention, I don't know where he got them, but he destroyed two pints of Ben and Jerry's. They're right, right over the, the nice landscaping that we pay for. Are we talking chunky monkey here? I didn't, you know what? I, I'm, I'm tempted to do some really cheap, stupid (laughs) radio stunt and call on the hotline during traffic and go out there and do a a live walkthrough. Hmm. I would rather play. Mm, I want to get in. Um, it, it. I don't want to dehumanize a guy or whatever someone writes before they hit send. You know, to the boss. Uh, you know what I'm saying is, I, I'm. This is unacceptable. Except I'm accepting it. And so I, I, having looked up the word unacceptable, I think it's over is. What What are my choices? Put my hands on the guy? <laughs> Not doing. By the way, for the record, he passed out with one of those big butane flare lighters in his right hand i I gotta tell you i as i'm examining him i I, at first thought it was a gun just kind of shadowing the whole thing i said oh no no it's a lighter um was there a spoon nearby oh he's probably he's probably keistered it um so um and and by the way he's he is doing the kicking chicken he's he's um he is alive he's breathing you know i don't know like i say if, if he's if he's overdosed uh, I can call Seattle Fire. They might be here in an hour or so. Then they're going to give him a Narcan. And then, Anybody got a Narcan? And then they'll be back here tomorrow. And at which point, I just want to say, mm, I want to get in. So, uh, anyway, I'll uh, we'll be back in a second. Let's check traffic and get you to work without having to step over a uh, crackhead the right way. AM 770-KTTH, the president just uh, deplayed about 30 minutes ago in Tel Aviv in Israel, and where he pointedly told the assembled Israeli politicians, you don't have to be a Jew to be a Zionist. I don't know if it was, it was off the cuff. It wasn't part of his script because there's no teleprompter. He's reading it from typed paper. Repeat for emphasis. He's reading it from typed Paper. God love you. What am I talking Come about? Come on. Shut up, Chuck. 
And uh, I, it took me about five or six times to decode this, but uh, let's let's play a game, Greg. Uh, I'm what, ready. What in the heck did Grandpa say? Since then, I've known every single prime minister, and it's been an honor. Form strong working relations with each of them. Relationers? What, what's your first guess? Relationers. Strong relationers. Um, and I'll skip the first part about he's met all these prime ministers. It's been an honor. Form strong working relations with each of them. Formed strong relationships with each of them. Mm, yeah, okay, that makes sense. Should I print that out and go to the guy passed out in front of the front door. The I would not <laughs> like to be the guy or gal that has to transcribe the president's words on a daily basis. Did uh, Grandpa get into the cough syrup a little too, somewhere over Greenland? Honor. Form strong working relations with each of them. So anyway, got, got to see a, God, true story. Got to see a lot of his pate. In the pate, if you're bald, in the pate's a very top of your head, right? Pray yeah. to God. He said, he said, oh, no. Is in that the pate is like the crown of your head of your bald head? Sure. Honor. Form strong working relations with each of them. Um, because his is is all it's all pink and freckled. It, it's it mm, looks mm-hmm. like uh, it's been his bald head has been in the sun too much. Well, it looks like he's been growing out the back part of his hair. Pretty, yeah, pretty well lately. He's been putting some work into that because he's clearly combed it and maybe put a little product in it to give him that young a look. little bit. Yeah, he kept his sunglasses on. Yeah, he wears those aviator Ray-Bans because it's cool. And the whole thing. Hey, I've got aviator Ray-Bans. Don't well, knock on those. For driving, there's a purpose for them. There's a reason they're shaped like that and, you know, the whole thing. It's to look like Maverick Well, you know, Top Gun. What's really weird to me is, you know, he, he keeps pushing him up on his nose. He's putting his index finger on the on the glass. Oh, yeah, you don't do that. Yeah. That's a rookie it, move. I swear it never comes out. You, maybe you can go to denatured alcohol and really give your sunglasses a, a scrubbing. But you think our analysis of uh, Biden's trip overseas, your analysis, uh, has been? Mm, fairly, I want to get in. Has it been too superficial so far? Um, no, he did. Uh, he announced part. Well, by the way, Israel's in disarray right now. They're they're about to have. To, they're about to announce a national election. It's going to be in a couple months. It's going to be a caretaker prime minister. And he went around, he, he was fist bumping everybody. He went in for the real stuff. There was like a... a Did he go in for the sniff? There was an arena, or not an arena, there were, there were uh, bleachers full of prominent politicians and they were going to take a group photo. He goes in for a real handshake with Netanyahu. And, and uh, you know, and Netanyahu's a very conservative guy, but he likes whoever is president of the United States. You know, he's, mm-hmm. he's very close to whoever is POTUS at the time. You know, uh, Biden goes back with him through eight years of the Obama administration, which was very contentious towards uh, the Arabs and the Jews. And, And Obama, not a fan of Netanyahu. Netanyahu, not a fan of Obama. But Netanyahu, you know, a fan of whoever's president of the United States. So he goes in for the real handshake there. He's going to inspect an Iron Dome uh, missile system, uh, which Raytheon and the United States government paid for a substantial amount. Uh, and then the these and then we're also paying for the iron iron beam, the iron beam, which uh, takes advantage of the often clear skies in Israel, and it's going to be a, a laser system that defends uh, Israel. And it's funny because the Iron Dome is a very specific I- Israeli system. It, it it you can't slap an iron Iron Dome down over Kiev uh, because the the thing the long range things that are coming into Kiev. 
they're, they're not homemade irrigation pipe rockets like they're shooting out of Hamas, which is the most irrelevant. It's funny that the Palestinian struggle uh, was absolutely made irrelevant by the Abraham Accord, by the Trump peace deal, Arab-Israeli mm. peace deal. The, 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 the Gulf states that used to fund the Palestinians stopped doing it because it stopped mattering because there's a bigger deal, and it's Iran. That's um, right. That's going to be top of mind for absolutely. the president and, and Israeli officials on this trip. It's funny. You can almost sense the disappointment on, on, the, hand, uh, in, on the part of a lot of Democrats that they don't have this issue anymore to, to have these furrowed-browed concern meetings and shuttle diplomacy no more John Kerry going from uh, from Riyadh from Riyadh to Damascus and to Cairo or to uh, Tel Aviv. No more of that. It's done because the Palestinians never mattered. But now they don't. Re- now that they're, they're not getting money, um, they 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 don't matter. And and they they they'll In a sit there. Political sense is what you're saying. Yeah, like once a year they'll start shooting rockets at southern Israel as a fundraiser because European NGOs mask their anti-Semitism by giving money to the Palestinians to make more, you know, iron rockets that get shot down by the Iron Dome. And, and that's what, um, and so the, the, for, for on the, in the case of the Gulf Arabs, they're, they're like, well, all right. Yeah. We're both sons of Abraham and all that. We can, we both agree. We hate the Persians. <laughs> and, and, you know, there's the only thing worse than a Persian is a nuclear Persian. And that, you know, the fact that the United States is not doing anything about it, is is you know pissing the Saudis off? Well, and whereas Israel was once a fairly isolated country in the region, a huge development uh, in recent years is these diplomatic deals that Israel has made with three Arab countries, and uh, they're more of a major player in terms of uh, their diplomatic relations than they ever have been before, and they're hoping to make further progress on that during Biden's trip. Yeah, and and it's funny because when when of course. May he live another hundred years. But when Jimmy Carter dies, they're going to put a halo around him about the Camp David peace deal, right? You think so? Oh, of course. It's already done because he got a Nobel Prize. That was a self-licking lollipop because after the 73 Arab-Israeli war, um, (laughs) uh, uh, President Sadat of of Egypt uh, called Prime Minister... Uh, Beg- uh, Menachem Begin uh, in Israel, and, and he said, mm, I want to get in. And Sadat spoke to the Knesset in person uh, a year before Jimmy Carter glommed on and made a d- deal. So, so Sadat, uh, off the 73 war, where, where the Egyptians felt like, okay, we've regained our honor, now we can talk peace. He flies to Israel, speaks in front of the Knesset, and they were like, okay, we're all good. Now let's talk about, <clears throat> you know, uh, maybe slowly, getting, you know, uh, giving back uh, the Sinai and the whole thing. And, and Jimmy Carter swoops in and says, no, 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 we have to do this at Camp David. And, and you know, in, in reality, the, the broad strokes were all were done by, by the two parties. But anyway, I'm, I'm just saying it, it's really weird how with a common enemy in the form of a possible, uh, probable nuclear Iran... So sleep well at night. Feel free to pass out here in front of the front door of the Radio Ranch um, and and get a good night's sleep uh, about Iran. You know, Trump saw that that leverage, sends his son-in-law a couple texts, and generations of Arab-Israeli animosity are are done. And, you know, even CNN and MSNBC 
with Biden on the ground there, they have to mention that. Mm, I want to get in. All right. How do you catch a murder hornet? The state of Washington tells you here in just a second. Also, uh, the uh, June inflation number's out. And it's great news. It's exactly as bad as we predicted. So um, uh, that more. Let's get you to work. Uh, AM 770 KTTH. Brian Suits here. Seventy KTTH Barnsons here. Uh, it is a debut Wednesday or whatever. Did you, producer Greg, uh, hear along for the uh, murder hornet trapping? Mm, I want to get in. Um, did you have you have you gotten into the Israeli counterterrorism show called Fauda? I have not. Wow, it's great. Do tell. It, it, it Fauda is the Arabic term for chaos and. Great show. Season one is great. Season two is great. Season three is great. And is it season, in English or Hebrew? It's or? in uh, Hebrew and Arabic. Okay. Um. So, uh, subtitle. Don't don't. Oh dub. man, I have to read. Don't dub. <laughs> don't dub. No. Why are you going in there? Because the terrorist is making a suicide bomb. Oh no! Your kung fu is no good in this village. You must move on. <laughs> so I'm sorry. It's not kung fu. You and your donkey are not welcome. You must move along. Anyway, it's really good, and I'm going <clears> to, <throat> as soon as I get home, binge time. Uh, so, um, and, and by the way, Terminal List, I, I didn't get it. I I didn't get it. I, 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 but, I mean, I loved it. It's great. What I don't get, I didn't see the toxic masculinity. That's the big pushback on it right now is, oh, no, Chris Pratt. He loves the Jesus too much, and the, and all the talk about lifting and beer and hunting with your kids—that's toxic. <laughs> it's like I saw normal life. It it ain't. By the way, the conclusion is up at Orcas Island. No kidding. Yeah, it, it apparently it was in the novel, the original novel, by whatever Jack Carb, which is his nom de plume, not his real name. So with the terminal list, I've seen a lot of chatter about this show. It's online. toxic. Well, is the series over? Mm. Do they release one episode per no, week? It or? Was, no, no. Duh, thank golly. For, thank Odin for that. I could binge it. No, okay. it's all out. It's all on Amazon. And uh, and it's it's really good. I was going to say, comparing it to Fauda, I, I think the Israeli series Fauda, because the guy who created it and stars in it was actually in, in the IDF. He was actually in a counter-terrorist force and all that. And, and there's parts of the series certainly in the first season i'm I'm like whoa how did that get how did that technique get past the censors and uh it's but but it's really really good Uh, i highly if you like that genre of stuff um then never waste your time with 24 Uh, um if if, if fauda is terrific it's really good but like i say terminalist even if this is not your 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 cup of tea this kind of action limited series Watch it just because it pisses off the left. I, you know, it's it's cra- It's nuts to me that a father taking his kids hunting is toxic masculinity. Men sitting around having a beer is toxic masculinity. Sitting around a, 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 a Navy SEAL bar in Coronado is toxic masculinity. And, and that's the, the big pushback on it. So... Duly noted. Ah, uh, so uh, so anyway, um, Fauda. 
Well, I know what you're saying. Is it um, Asian giant Asian hornet, which is racist? So we we go with the more scientific murder hornet. Um, and there, so far over the past whatever three years since the emergence. Wait, how did it go? It went Tiger King craze was the first phase of the pandemic. <laughs> then murder hornet craze. Oh yeah, that sounds right. Yeah, cause my bingo card, I didn't, I, I didn't have murder hornets on my bingo card. Very but, linear progression. Yeah, but I'm not in Whatcom County, and they're, they're so far, <clears throat> um, they are still confined to the very west, you know, Blainish, Birch Bay, northwest part of Whatcom County. But uh, the state of Washington, and by the way, feel free to put a bounty on them. But they're uh, the lovely Denise Whitaker from Como Four uh, goes up there because the state of Washington are are testing out uh, different bee danger suits, which is my club name, and uh, and different, and then teaching you how to trap them. And if you identify them, you're supposed to take a picture and send it to them and all that. But they have they have uh, I I love the fresh faced agricultural outrage to people. They're 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 my favorite state employees. Testing protective suits and equipment to start trapping and tracking the Asian giant hornet found primarily in northwest Whatcom County. If they're eating our honeybees, our agriculture is affected. This is why the work continues to trap and track every giant hornet they can. Anyone can get involved becoming a citizen scientist. Make your own trap and then hang it up properly in a... See, they're, they're, naming, they're calling a posse. A bee on my murder hornet posse. Tree near your house. They create an H shape in the bottle, right? And then cut... And she said H, not egg. Or it's an H. You cut an H you know, into the side of a juice bottle or whatever that h shape out um, with a box cutter and it'll create tabs they can push one tab in and pull one tab out essentially this creates a landing for an asian giant hornet the state uses equal parts of rice cooking wine and orange juice but you can also mix equal parts of brown sugar and water a breeze blows by it takes that scent out of bait and kind of lures it throughout the air so then if a hornet is flying nearby it goes mm, i want to get in gets on that little landing pad enters the bottle and a Essentially, it's pretty trapped in there. Uh, Murder hornets are rather contemplative thinkers. Yeah. Mm, I want to get in. Let's see. I could go over there and murder some regular domestic honeybees, but... uh, Mm, I want to get in. Oh, no! I'm trapped in a sticky pool of Japanese cooking wine. I thought I was home, but I'm not. It's a trap of my own doing. So, the murder hornets first appeared, I think, in Blaine in the year 2020. Why do you think they've captured the imagination of Northwesterners here? Because, I think it's because how they look. Because of the name. And, and their name, exactly right. But they look like something out of a science fiction film because they're, they're very creepy and their features are almost exaggerated. <laughs> like, um, and they're, you know, they're, they're big, okay, but, I mean, I, uh, we had a wasp. In our neighborhood, uh, that was uh, I, I. I froze it with a you know keyboard duster. If you turn them upside down, it's it freezes everything, right? Uh-huh. And and that, so I killed him humanely, and then put him on a quarter, and he barely fit on the uh, huge. And actually, and and so you, you tell me, what's a cooler name, murder hornet or are you ready, tarantula hawk? Mm. Tarantula mm. hawk. No, no, hockey no. Thing. It's a, a insect hockey um what they do is they crawl down a tarantula hole and sting it until it's stunned 
then they plant their eggs in the stunned tarantula and they fly off and do it to the next one. Or the invasive Asian giant hornet that just eats their honeybees. Which... But you know what? I left behind the tarantula hawk. Now my problem is the murder hornet. So, um, so, so and you know what? By the way, I, I learned this trick in, in the Balkans. Uh, take take your water bottle, poke four hole, pork four hole, uh, pork, pork, got a pork. poke poke four holes uh, in it about the width of a pencil, and then fill it fill it up with Mountain Dew to the holes, and mm. it's perfect Mountain Dew. What, what you, Japanese cooking wine? What brand? What? No Mountain Dew. It's the sugar. As a kid, did you ever capture a bee in like a little Ziploc bag and then? No, I kept them in my hand. Have your way with it with a magnifying glass. I I was fascinated by them growing up in Hawaii. <laughs> I kept I I would hold my hands out with Japanese cooking wine and say, mm, "I want to get in." And uh, but here but here's uh, the punchline. I was allergic to bee stings, <laughs> but it, I got over that by the time I was nine because I was stung so many times. But uh, so I'm not I'm no longer allergic to bee stings. I don't recommend uh, my course of <laughs> my course of treatment though. Uh, back in the, back in a second, AM seven seventy KTTH. Uh, Brian suits here. More more local uh, news besides man passed out in front of uh, my workplace. Uh, that and more. We'll get you to work with the right way traffic. AM seven seventy KTTH. Brian sits here, and this is uh, real time. I, I overheard. I guess there's a overturned big rig. Whereas uh, this is going to affect your commute if you're listening, and you're one of the people not using a traffic app. A one hour one hour commute from uh, Federal Way to Seattle. Okay, is that well? It's six forty five. Is that normal? That didn't seem like there's an issue. There's an issue somewhere. Anyway, uh, be be advised on uh, on I five. There is a, a bad scene, uh, a scene of badness. Uh, not not to judge. Well, this you talk about um, fleeing dictator or not dictator, fleeing potentate uh, one hundred one. Um, uh, people, where in the world was Gotabaya Rajapaksa, the uh, former president of Sri Lanka, the guy who was at the helm as the thing uh, hit the entirely predictable iceberg? Look, a year ahead, there's an iceberg. Okay, six months from now, there's an iceberg. Oh, too late. We've already we've already planted the crops and not fertilized it, but we can still fertilize them. There, the iceberg is closer. And then the starving people who can't get um, gas uh, hit the iceberg. Well, he he went into hiding, but he hadn't left the country. And then he announced that he would resign today, right? And he went to a naval base of the Sri Lankan uh, Navy. They have a Navy. It's an island. Of course, they have an an island with no boats, uh, Whittakawalt. Well, so uh, then uh, there's an adjacent Air Force base. He flew to the, by the way, uh, the the initial thing was he was supposed to be going to the to the Emirates to Dubai or Abu Dhabi. You know, you know where he winds up. Where does he wind up? The island paradise, Dr. Moreau, the Maldives. Oh, um, he winds up at the Maldives. The the reason he flew out before he resigned, uh, leaving the the fine fine uh, people of uh, Sri Lanka in the capable hands of Prime Minister Ranil 
W-I-C-K-R-E-M-E-N-S-I-N-G-H-E. And you have to, you, you spell it out. You don't say it. Um, is that if he had resigned while he was still physically in Sri Lanka, he would have been arrested and tried and probably divided up into a high-protein meal for kids or something. Um, but uh, no, he, he had to fly out of the country to the Maldives um, and then issue his resignation in a couple hours. So some, I did see some a lot lines of, he won't cross. I did see a lot of the population there swimming in the presidential palace yeah. uh, after they invaded. But this was kind of freaky to watch unfold in real time, Brian. You predicted this months ago that there was going to be mass unrest around the world, just given the current landscape. Kicking off um, in, in countries that bought into the World Economic Forum's BS. But as with any kind of revolt of this nature, the real question is, uh, what comes next? <laughs> well, that's what's funny is, you, you know, that's the hangover. And I was talking about that on a Monday or Tuesday that, that okay, the guy you blame for this and the guy largely responsible for the situation that you're in he's gone it's not like the next day it's flowers and ramen and bread are falling from the sky you're just as starving today and there's just as no more gas today only now it's kind of you talk about a reverse sear if you will the gunfire starts today because people are now protesting for something that doesn't exist there there they have this idea that somehow there's a hidden trove of food and gasoline, and that uh, that can feed twenty two million yeah. people. And the prime minister has told his military and told the protesters, "There's going to be live rounds coming." Um, but, you know, there's nothing you can do. You can't you, you can't loot the palace a second time. That defeats the purpose of looting. I think you'll find. And um, and and, and so uh, it it's not going to get better. This is just the way it works. Also, by the way, did you, did you watch Tucker last night? I'm assuming many of the audience watched uh, Tucker Carlson on, on Fox. I did not personally, he, but what did he, I miss? First 15 minutes was a, a monologue about uh, the, the alternate energy World Economic Forum ruining the economies of countries like Sri Lanka um, and, and like Ghana, where <clears throat> they're um, telling countries to stop using chemical fertilizers and the whole thing. Uh, Ghana was a net energy exporter six years ago. They're about to implode, just like Sri Lanka, rioting. Um, you know the the whole thing. This this idiot at Sri Lanka a year ago announced no more chemical fertilizer. Then a year later, his starving people are swimming in his pool. Um, and, and but he 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 highlighted this. You know this is something that I've I've been watching for a while. And this is where what sounds like a crazy conspiracy theory about. Bill Gates buying farmland is because Bill Gates buys into the the full you no know, fertilizer creates co- climate change um you know thing and there's there's no data supporting that wh- whatsoever um but we what we do know is fertilizer is responsible for about one third of the human beings on this planet uh being able to eat without fertilizer there is a one growing season decrease in worldwide output. That's how serious that is. And and just uh, you know, because the Chinese Communist Party is not stupid, um, they know that hungry people tend to wind up in your bedroom looting your stuff. They're they're aware of that more than anyone. That's why they have no compunction to use force against their own people. Uh, but they also know no don't don't get there. Just do whatever it takes 
uh, to grow food and up to and including buying 11 percent of Ukraine. You know, they, they're, they're not stupid. They 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 know this. And it is only airheaded European and American climate change liars that are going around like what's one of the most developed countries in Europe is the Netherlands. And they're they're about to it's a it's a weird combination of they're they're trying to ban fertilizer to to bankrupt farmers into selling their farmland for anything but farming. It's bizarre. Here we are, you know, every until the collapse every day in Western civilization is the apex of Western civilization. Well, the second we start saying, mm, let's start penalizing farmers, uh, then now I can see the, uh, the the apogee. I think we're going downhill when we start penalizing farmers. Mm. Mm, I want to get in. So uh, what's that, that's what's happening. In the, uh, that's what's talk Anyway, c- c- conclusion that sure. w- was his conclusion about now they're doing it in, in Europe. But uh, as someone who's been trying to gather information on this revolt in Sri Lanka and trace it back to the, the roots of what caused this, it's very hard for me to distinguish what is reality and, and what is fiction because I've read a number of stories that don't even mention what you just talked about over the last five minutes, farming, fertilizer, government policies and all that. The first story I read on this says it had something to do with tax cuts enacted uh, by the government and then the pandemic exacerbated this whole thing. And then so- corruption. I mean, I assume everyone understands there's a bed of corruption. You start with the delicious foundation of corruption then you add the romaine and the tomato but and i know this maybe isn't the angle you thought i would take on this but it's just so hard for me to grasp what the truth is and all this watching it unfold from afar because it seems like everyone who's writing it has an angle they want to take to further a point that they've already decided before they start writing the story you see what i'm saying yeah and if they're westerners they have no clue if they're westerners they have never skipped a meal in their day and they don't know what that feels like to look at your hungry kids and say there's no food. I, I'm, I, it's that human. It's that simple. And that's the difference between Seattle and thinking it's compassionate to let a guy pass out in front of the front door of uh, my workplace. Um, and a place where people, the, the daily uh, the purpose for going to work is to feed your kids tomorrow and the next day and the next day. When, what would you do if you couldn't feed your kids? Would you would you bum rush the the palace and jump in the pool? Hell yeah, yes you would. And that's why anything written by someone who's never had to face that. Mm, I want to get in. Um, is not a mm, I want to get in. Back in a second. AM seven seventy KTTH. 